We're going to step into Luke this morning. Chapter 17, verse 11, where the Lord has taken us today on this Thanksgiving Sunday. Of course, for each one of us, Thanksgiving is every day. I believe it should be at least. Amen? Mm-hmm. Well, Father, we come before you today to hear your word. Holy Spirit, just continue here in our presence to bring these teachings off these papers into our spirit that may be strengthened and encouraged that you may be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Find anything to be thankful for. And like we were saying earlier on Friday night, we were blessed to serve several several dozen cookies and maybe consume one or two of them ourselves. Hot chocolate and coffee and coats and hats. And then, again, watching the youngsters come in with their parents looking for a restroom. And I didn't know, but I got quite a dog following anymore. <laughs> I had more dogs come in and see me than people, you know. But it's a tradition. So always being thankful. And, and uh, sometimes we can forget who supplies our needs, who takes care of us. Sometimes we look toward ourselves and be so excited that we received something we wanted that we forget to thank. And everything, every good gift comes from the Father lights. Amen? But in the 17th chapter of Luke, verse 11, and this here right now is a Passion Translation, it says, Jesus traveled on toward Jerusalem and passed through the border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one village, ten men approached him, but they kept their distance, for they were lepers. They shouted to him, Mighty Lord, our wonderful Master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? When Jesus stopped to look at them, he spoke these words, Go to be examined by the Jewish priest. They set off, and they were healed while walking along the way. One of them, a foreigner from Samaria, when he discovered that he was completely healed, he turned back to find Jesus, shouting out joyous praise and glorifying God. When he found Jesus, he fell down at his feet and thanked him over and over, saying to him, You are the Messiah. This man was a Samaritan. So where are the other nine, Jesus asked. Weren't there ten who were healed? They are... They all refuse to return to give thanks and give glory to God, except you, a foreigner from Samaria. Then Jesus said to the healed man lying at his feet, Arise and go. It was your faith that brought you salvation and healing. And if you're reading the King James, it says, Go, you have been made whole. Amen? Amen. So we break down this passage a little bit. He said, ten men approached him, but kept their distance. Why? Because with leprosy, you had to keep yourself separated from people. You get arrested. I mean, you're an outcast. You get this disease, very contagious. You can't be around other people. So there, boom. You don't have a job. You don't have your family. You don't have fellowship anywhere. You're, you're out. You're outside the city. They have no life anymore. But when they saw Jesus... Look what they said. They didn't say, hey dude, hey man. They recognized him as mighty Lord. 
our wonderful Master. So I didn't realize I had some type of connection going on with them. Amen? Won't you have mercy on us and heal us? Say, listen, will you please give us our life back? Will you please restore us? We are tired of being outcasts. We are tired of not belonging anywhere. We're tired of people looking at us and looking down upon us, making fun of us and running away. You know, I'm tired of walking through the city on unclean, unclean on the other side of the street. God, we have mercy on us. You know, somewhere along the line, he knew the master was doing something, right? He knew he was a healer. Calling out to him, give me my life back, please, Lord. Wow. That might be some of us. Maybe you have people that ignore you. <laughs> You come down, come down the street one side, they run on the other side of the street. People see you in the store somewhere, oh, I don't get around them. Yeah. Oh, we know what you did. You know where they come from. Society has a way of having outcasts, right? They have, if we don't fall in to the line that they say this is what normal is, uh, this is what, how you should act, this is how you should think, but you get away from it. We're called extremists now as Christians. We're extremists. Christian nationalists, they call us now. Another couple of years, we'll be considered probably the top ten list, probably FBI for terrorist groups. Okay? Because we don't conform with the ways of the world. Well, here are the lepers. They're out there. They have no, no life anymore. And they see Christ. God, help us. Heal us. And what did he say? Nope. Not today. If you had more money in the bank? If you spoke better English? Did he say all that stuff? And what did he say? We're going to find out what he says. Very simple. You would think in a way he would say, okay, the leprosy, well, first of all, I want you to do this and this and this. Could have gave him a whole bunch of lists. They'd probably be willing to do anything, right? They got anything, just give me my life back, please. I want to see my wife, I want to see my kids, I want my job back, I want to go to, I want to, go to church. And just anything. Crying out in desperate needs. And what does he say? It says here in verse 14, when Jesus stopped to look at them, he spoke these words. Go to be examined by the Jewish priest. How simple is that? I mean, they might have been waiting for lightning bolts to come down. Down there, boom! Angels singing, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! No. He said, Go. Go be examined by the priest. Why the priest? Because only the priest that could examine a person of leprosy and declare that they are clean. You know? Now, we don't have any place in the Bible that says that they ever did this before, did they? I don't remember reading anything where it said that priests declared people healed before this. Think of that. All this time, as the master walked upon the ground, and we had the king that was dipped in the water seven times, this is a Jew. I'm trying to think for a second. 
something you hear on today that we someone tell you to do that make make no sense. Make no sense. But you went to somebody for a solution and they gave it to you. Wouldn't you be willing to try it? If you thought they knew what they was doing? Amen. I mean, lots of times I give solutions. I give my ideas. I'll share scripture with folks, you know. This is what Jesus says. And then next year I'll share the same one again. And next year the same one again. And the following year, I've done that for years and years. For some folks, they don't grab a hold of it and put the principle that God's given us into action. Amen? They still want the same thing, but the, but they haven't broke out of the shell. They haven't went out of the normal cycle. And it's a normal cycle that keeps you where you're at, right? So we got to step out. And Jesus said, hey, listen, I want you to go to the priest, be examined by the Jewish priest. So they set off, and they were healed while walking along the way. Mm. He, he, just, he, he spoke His Word. They came to Him, and He said, Hey, I want you to do this. And was there any... Well, let me pray about it. <laughs> you know? Let me get another... Give me another version of the Bible. Let me read the other version. No, He said, Hey, listen, we need help. In desperation, they cried out to Jesus. He said, Okay, you go to the priest. And have them examine you. Look at the faith that they're having right then. I mean, leprosy, if you know what it is, it's boils and your body is deformed and it's ugly. It's just terrible. Now, go to the priest and be examined. <laughs> Why? I always tell you, I'm already got leprosy. Why do I need the priest to tell me that I got leprosy? But what did they ask Jesus to do? What was that? What's that? Yes. He cleansed them. He asked them, right? So do you think they were expecting something from Jesus? Don't you think they had some type of faith in there? They heard about Him along the way? Somewhere along the line, the faith, maybe a mustard seed faith was inside of Him. And they said, Jesus, heal us! Uh, go to the priest and be examined. Watch out, baby. Woohoo! I'm, I'm going to the priest. I'll be the first one in line. You know what I'm saying? Because my faith. Because they were getting less strenuous than that. I mean, come on, we're a mile and a half out, out of town. I can walk all that way. Oh, you know, my feet, oh, my lands. How many excuses could they come up with? When Jesus said they cry out to the Lord and Jesus tells them something to do, they want a different way, right? How many times do you do that? Don't answer me. I'm just actually, we're all going to check ourselves here. How many times we check the Lord and cry out to the Lord, I need an answer. What do you want me to do? And He tells you. And you don't like what He tells you. So you want a second opinion. And a third. I'm telling you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is going to give you the same answer. Amen? But see, we got to get that faith. When we get desperate, when we're at the point in our life that, hey, I'm tired of my life. I mean, totally tired of it. How many times do you interfere with yourself when God is trying to do something with you and for you? How many times do you step in and take things over again because, ah. You know, and sometimes, I mean, you guys understand, sometimes it's very opposite of what you've been doing, right? It's scary. Yes. But that's where 
trusting the Lord comes in. I mean, they're going to go down Main Street, these guys are. They're walking down Main Street, and I'm telling you, if they're going down Main Street, go find their priest, and they still got leprosy, they're in big time trouble. I mean, they're, they're going to be banded. They might have been shackled out of the city. I don't know if they put them to death. I'm not sure what. They risk everything they had or could have by obeying Jesus. But then look at it this way. Truly, what did they have? What did they have to lose anyway? They had nothing. Same with us today. What do we have to lose by totally trusting Jesus? What do we have to lose by totally committing ourselves and following His Word, no matter how peculiar we become. You know, when we follow the Lord, it become it can be like people walking down the street, oh, watch out, weirdos, weirdos, they love Jesus, weirdos, people go around you. But, folks, isn't the Master who we want? Isn't it? Not just for His gifts, it's for Him. Go. Go to the priest and them. And they took right off them. Man, there they go. Walking down the street singing, Do what did he did he done did he did. You know? But as they're walking away, they noticed, wow, they were healed. Look. Was it the walking that healed them? It was the faith in the one who told them to walk. Can you imagine the encouragement? Like, oh, this spot leaves and this spot. And, oh, man. Wow. Hey, man. Woo, hey, we're going to town. I, I'm telling you, finally, we've been outside the city now for what? Three years? Four years? Man, we're going to examine. Hey, I'll tell you what. Oh, I'll take a shower, but 6 o'clock, I'll meet you at Barney's Tavern, okay? We'll have a couple of beers. We haven't been there for a long time, man. I, and, and I tell you what, tomorrow night, poker at my house, guys. Man, when's the last time we get to gather like that? When's the last time we got the party? We're back in town now. woo I wonder how soon it would take them to forget who healed them? Who rescued them? Who gave them their life back? What well, we see here in the scripture, there's one guy said he's a foreigner from Samaria. See, right then, understand, Jews and Samaritans did not get along. Okay, they're like uh, Michigan Ohio State. Okay, they do not get along. But look at look at look at an association though. In the middle of their poor, in the middle of, of their agony and, and frustrations and sickness, they come together. I mean, you had Samaritans and Jews hanging out together. Why? Because nobody else wanted them. They found a common thread. But man, when here comes Jesus, go, and they take off. Oh, the nine Jewish guys, they keep on going. But the Samaritan, the, the one, really he had no priest to go to. But he was being, obeying Jesus. It says here, when he discovered that he was completely healed, 
Samaritan, he turned back to find Jesus, shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. Oh, wow. I mean, he, I imagine he's excited. He wanted to get down to see that Jewish priest. He, he wanted to be declared clean again. Maybe he, he wanted to go back to his people again. He, he wanted to have a, a affiliation, a association, fellowship. He wanted to be back among the people. He wanted to be at Walmart for Black Friday. Whatever motivated him. But all that stuff was coming his way again. Wait a second. It's Jesus. And man, can you, oh. Look at this. I'm, I'm, I'm healed. Look at it. Woo wee. Got my life back. And the other dudes are going down towards the city. And he's like, hey, hey, Jesus. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for healing me. Oh, man. He thought it was more important to give thanks to the Lord than to go after his release. His, his piece of paper that says he could travel again. <laughs> he's been healed. When he found Jesus, he fell down at his feet and thanked him over and over, saying to him, You are the Messiah. This man was a Samaritan. Mm. So where are the other nine, Jesus asked. Weren't there ten who were healed? They all refused to return to give thanks and give glory to God, except you, a foreigner from Samaria. Think of that. Jesus recognized there were ten guys. He recognized there were ten of them healed. But none of them came back to give him thanks. Wow. I think it kind of shows how important it is for us to remember who supplies our needs. And remember to thank him. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think he's keeping record upstairs. You know, Starkey, thank me for this one. Uh, not this one. Thank me. But it shows that he notices it. You know, a grateful heart. I think you sing a song like that to have a grateful heart to take the time to recognize. Because if we we believe that God will meet our rich, our needs to the rich and glory in Christ Jesus. We know that every good gift comes from the Father. Like we know that God knows exactly what we need. And I know there's a song out there about thank God for unanswered prayers, okay? So we need to remember that when things doesn't go the way you want it, but you're trusting God, He's worthy to be praised and thanked because He's watching out for you. Man, I don't know why I didn't get this. I don't get boy. We say, you know, Fred gets all the good stuff. I don't. Why do I eat? Well, does God know what Fred needs? Yeah. Does God know what Fred can use, what he can control? Amen. Does God know me? Hey, yeah, yeah, a couple of amens. <laughs> all right. Does he know what I need? What I can handle, what I can use to bring Him glory. 
You think me and Fred's needs could be a little bit different? Amen. Amen. So why would I base God's love for me on what He gives Fred? And Fred, for He gives me. Amen. I trust in Him. You know, have you ever give a kid too much of something? And it kind of ruined him a little bit? You know what I'm saying? They got him in trouble. trouble. See, See, God knows exactly what we need. We have to learn to trust Him in that. Trust Him on that. Because He sees. Well, Starker, you really want that? Well, I'm going to give you a little bit here. So what you do with it. Oh, God. What are you doing, God? I asked for $10,000. And you give me 50 bucks. Well, you think God might be saying, well, Starkey, if you'll handle the $50 correctly, and use it as I instructed you, I'll pull more into you. As long as my needs are correct. Amen. See, God will give us a little thing to make sure that we are responsible in it. Then He'll give us more and more as we learn to trust Him and to use things properly. I mean, the worst thing anybody could do right now probably is come in here, give everybody here a million dollars. You know? You ever had a million dollars before? You know how to spend a million dollars? The right way? <laughs> yeah. I know we all we all have a time. But I'm saying that, you know, as, as we trust God and take our petitions to Him and honor Him and thank Him, I'm telling you what, He knows exactly what we can do, what we need, how to handle things. He keeps ourselves from getting in trouble. Can you think of a time that you had... You got blessed with money you didn't think it was coming your way and you got in trouble with it. You didn't spend the right way. Yeah, I'm not saying you sin with it. Or really sin with it. But, but you, you, oh man, I got this money, I bought this, this, this. And then two weeks later you realize you need tires on your car. And the money God gave you, you bought eight tracks, well, not eight tracks. Uh, you, bought, you bought stuff that was nice. But you gotta realize, yeah, he downloads anymore, yeah. But, you know, we have learned over the years that God always meets our needs. So, if I have unexpected finances that come our way, we hang on to him for a little while until the Lord gives me release. Because he's given us extra money before and turned out to be the IRS money. Uh, doctor bills, and I had him audit the IRS for us, and the IRS sent us back money that we didn't owe. I mean, it's just amazing. But we learned over the years, okay, God, this for us? Or to sell somebody else, and just so he learns over time to how much he can trust us and stuff, you know. But here we go. He 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 counted them in. There was ten of you guys that cried out to me, and I healed you. And only one of you guys came back. But Jesus said to the healed man, "This is verse 19." Then Jesus said to the healed man lying at his feet. Arise and go. It was your faith that brought you salvation and healing. Now this is an important part. We're just about done here. He had a tally guy to quit pay. Okay. Quit praising me. Quit worshiping enough. Awesome. I, I, I love your heart. Okay. But it's time for you to rise up. Okay. And Go. Your faith that brought you salvation. He did not say, "Now rise up and hurry up, catch up with the other dudes." 
They're almost there. They're probably almost there at the... He wouldn't know exactly where they're at, but they almost made it to the Jewish priest. You need to go and catch up and get examined. No. This guy is a Samaritan. He didn't have a priest to tell him he's healed, that he's whole. Who does he have? Jesus. Look at that. He came to Jesus. He said, hey, come on, all right. I declare you whole. Well, go on. The other ones are so headed towards the Jewish priest to get the okay from them. But do you see the difference in the two people here? Nothing wrong with being excited. Nothing wrong with God bless you and, and you get what you ask for. Oh man, awesome. I'd be excited too. But when God, when Christ spoke to the Samaritan and said, made you whole, it wasn't just the outside appearance. It was the inside. That man's heart was changed. Why have a healing on the outside if nothing takes place on the inside? So he made him whole. I'm on the other nine. How long was it before something else came upon them? I don't know. If anything did or not. Rejoicing, yes. Celebrating, yes. But man, not, not honoring the one who touched him. So excited to be to be embraced by friends again. And so today the Lord said to you, is that you? Is that you today? Separated? People has nothing to do with you? You're always trying to get the world to give approval? You always want somebody to like you? You always want somebody to overlook this or that? And they won't do it. They say, well, if you do this and this and this and this, and when you do that, they say, now do this, this, and this. If you're still looking for the world to give approval, turn away from the world and look towards Jesus. He's already given you His approval. He's already bought you with His blood. He's changing you on the inside. As you absorb His Word and as it comes inside of you, it will come to the exterior. It's very easy to fake it. It's really easy to fake it being a follower of Jesus. Smile a lot. Jesus loves you. Hey, God's awesome. And leave here and step right back into the hell pit that we're headed towards. But see, God works on the inside. He starts on the inside and works to the exterior of us. Don't try to change yourself for the world. Don't try to get to the point where the world will accept you. Draw nearer the Master to His Word. Let Him continue to cleanse you on the inside. Renew your mind. Renew your thinking. And it will come out on the outside. The 
His light will shine through you. Think of that guy was able to go back to his hometown. Praise the Lord. Now, how many other people, I mean, would be drawn to Him? I bet He had no problem telling people about Jesus and how His life was messed up and how terrible it was and all these bad other people He's hanging out with. But man, when He found the Lord and He drew Him to Him, His life changed forever. The other nine... They soon forget it was Jesus. Would it be they kind of like want to forget their past? Hey, aren't you that guy? You'd be out of the gates all the time. Uh, 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 you're unclean. We used to throw breadcrumbs to you. Isn't that you? No, no, no. That's not me. See how quick we're going to dis- disassociate ourselves. I mean, how are you to be? Yeah, that was me. Thank you, Jesus. Because of the blood of Christ, He's forgiven my sins. Woo! He gave me a new life, rebirth. That was the old me. <laughs> but this is the new me. Wow. And folks, the same way today, somebody come up to you and say, Oh, oh, oh I remember you, Judy. Oh, 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 wasn't that you? Well, yep, that was me. That was the old me. But I'm telling you what, because of the blood of Jesus, I got my life back. Woo! Am I born again? He set me free. Woo! See? See, and when he does it, when you are set free from him, man, you, you can't shut up. You want to tell somebody? I can't change my past. That's me. But the future, they change for me. I'm a new creation. Brought me back reconciliation with them. As you come to him, does that mean your family will come running back to you? Nah. But God did. He came back to embrace you, to hold you, to give you a plan and give you a purpose, redeem you. So, who should we hang out with? Jesus or the world, right? Amen. Yeah, we're going to be in the world. I understand that. But I'm telling you, He has set you clean, He has set you free. You're not the same person anymore. Quit thinking that you are. Don't let the devil keep making act that way. Remember last did last week? Forgive yourself first. And once you forgive yourself, boom, everything out is a lot easier. Everything else is a lot, lot easier. I'm going to close with this a uh, comment from a guy named Spurgeon. He's an awesome man of God. He went on to be with the Lord. But being thankful, he says, The question was asked, and it once proved the value he sets upon the service of praise, something but the Lord. One wondered whether it, it is not or so that our Lord has been asking this question very constantly. Christ keeps count how many favors men receive from him, and will call them to a particular account thereof. Does he? Don't know. We can always find reason for gratitude before God. Matthew Henry, the famous Bible commentator, was robbed of his wallet once. He wrote in his diary that night all the things he was thankful about. First of all, he said, 
that he had never been robbed before. <laughs> That's awesome, right? Thank you, God. This is my first time I got robbed. I'm glad it's not my 20th time. Second, that though they took his wallet, they did not take his life. Wow, find something to be thankful about. Third, because even though they took it all, it wasn't very much. <laughs> Thank you, God, that I was poor. <laughs> they didn't get anything. Amen. <laughs> and finally, because he was the one who was robbed and not the one who's doing the robbing. Mm-mm. See, finding a way to be thankful. You got your car, you got four flat tires. Thank you, God, I got a car. <laughs> you know, finding something that, because what the devil wants to do is discourage us. He wants to discourage us not to give God the glory and for us to fall away from Him. Sometimes there's no place to go. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So I just pray that this Thanksgiving, that you're, as you sit, contemplate on the Word of God, that you find many things to be thankful for. Fellowship for Jesus, for His promise, never forsake us, as the Word went out today. Draw to me. Take me by the hand, He's saying. Come on. You're never alone. He's with the always. Submit to Him. Follow Him. And then, above all, trust in Him. Amen? Amen. God is awesome.